This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And we are back here on Inside Black and Gold, the best podcast. That's our tagline. We're covering the Saints. We're giving you an inside pass into Saints training camp, into Everything that's going on in the 2022 season, Steve Geller is with me. He's the sideline reporter. I am Jeff Nowak, the digital sports producer for WWL. I am up in the press box. He's down on the field. But for now, we're going to talk about the player that is under the radar. You see what I did there? You see that? Oh, that's good, right? That's good. Uh, We're going to talk about the player that is under the radar, the player that no one's really talking about who we think is a really strong bet to make the roster. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of fringe roster battles, but this is someone who, you know, didn't make the roster last year, was not on the roster last year. That's the caveat. And we're going to put like our stamp on them that this is a, this is someone who's going to be on the team this year. Um, so let's start with you, Steve. Who is that player for you? For me, ain't no doubt about it. I love the signing when the, the Saints brought him on board. Uh, defensive tackle, Kentavia Street, uh, 26 years old guy, uh, guy coming off a career best year with three sacks, uh, seven pressures, six tackles for loss. Uh, a guy, a guy that has a history with Ryan Nielsen, who actually was recruiting him to NC State at the time when he, uh, Nielsen was over there. And yes, Street mentioned that he he's known uh, Coach Nielsen since he was 15 years old. Yeah, uh, which is really impressive. Obviously played for him over there and, and now has a chance to once again be reunited with Nielsen here on the Saints. Uh, a guy that I think is is really important for this D-line, uh, good with leverage, strength, uh, uh, very explosive, uh, off the snap. And, you know, we, we saw some of the guys like uh, uh, David Onyemata kind of struggle coming back from his suspension last season. And with the addition of Street to this uh, rotation along the D-line, I just think it's uh, uh, big things to come for him and even better for, the, for that defensive line, being able, being able to put the, provide that push up front along with stopping the run. And I think that's, that's a really good pick. Uh, and I think when I put out my initial roster projection before training camp, I did have him on it. And a big part of the reason why was, you know, he's a Ryan Nielsen guy. Yeah. Um, I think that to some extent, when you're making those final roster decisions, a lot of times it'll come down to, okay, who's your guy? Okay. Who do you want to keep around? Uh, and I have a, I have a suspicion that his guy would be Contavious street. And I think there's good reason for that. You know, he's, he's, he's an interesting build. If we saw him close up for the first time yesterday, he's got giant legs, you know, he's, he's got this like kind of really kind of short torso, 
but just massive like tree trunk legs. And uh, it's like, I imagine, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a professional scout for defensive line talent, but I think that's probably what you look for in the defensive tackle that kind of, you know, stocky low to the ground, but really good base, really low center of gravity. And we saw what he could do um, a couple years ago when he uh, used that, that gravity against Drew Brees ribs. Yeah, that, that, that's the one uh, knock on him, I guess. The guy that ended up uh, crushing Drew Brees and, and knocking his ribs. Yeah, but hey, it was, he was good in that. I mean, he, he got through. He, he got flagged. He, didn't, he shouldn't have gotten flagged. He just, he just hit Brees so hard that the refs were like, that's not fair. That can't be fair. Poor Drew. He's too old for this. <laughs> um, and the, guy, the interesting thing to me when we talked to him, uh, he was asked if anyone in particular stood out. Yeah. And he, he said Cesar Ruiz. Now, if you Everyone recall, double take. <laughs> Cesar Ruiz is the guy he beat <laughs> to go after Drew on that play. But, you know, I do think that a lot of guys are singing the praises of Cesar Ruiz. And we kind of heard this last year, so you don't want to get too worked up about it. But I do think there is merit to, you know, he's working a lot more with Jari Evans, who is a coaching intern on the Saints. And when I asked him, when I asked Cesar about Jari, he, he kind of lit up. Uh, and I think that, you know, Zach Streif is an excellent coach. Zach Streif played tackle, you know, and so there's a lot of these really minor, like small elements that you also know, the influence of Doug Marone too this year. Right. And, and I just think that having a guy like Jari who can kind of just impart wisdom in ways that, you know, very few people can and can explain it well, is going to be big for him. So I think that, you know, one person on Twitter was like, you know, if this wasn't from the new guy, I might take it seriously. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair. But you can flip that and say, this guy doesn't know any, like he, he is coming in fresh. All he knows is what he's been going against. And that means that Caesar has stood out to him. So, you know, take that for what it is. I, I'm a guy who likes to look on the positive in these situations. And, you know, maybe this is the year that things kind of flip for Caesar and uh, Kentavious can, uh, is right in that regard. Well, ba- well, backing up what Contavious said to Cesar Ruiz today, I mean, uh, Andrews Pete today said that he thought that Ruiz has made the biggest improvement out of anybody. So that, right, that's, right. Another, that's, com- yep. that's again coming from another teammate, obviously. But uh, to me, that's obviously a huge positive. And yeah, he's still a young player. So why wouldn't this kid be able to up his game? Well, I mean, I thought it was funny the other day when, when you tweeted that. It's like a lot of people are so negative thinking – that this is going to be the same player from a year ago, even. And nothing drives me more nuts than talking about a young player and like, oh, well, he was bad as a rookie, so he's his career is over. No, that's not how it works. If that was how it worked, then we wouldn't have these practices, and I wouldn't be standing out in the sun in the middle of August. But yeah, we're not we're do, not saying Ruiz is all do. of a sudden to become a Pro Bowler, but yeah, you, you're seeing some improvement now. Yeah, and I, and I think the issue for me is we heard the same things last year, and last year was a struggle. But I will say that he ended up having to play center early in the year. That I think that might have thrown him off a little bit. And, you know, and he's he's healthy. I'll give him like that's that's a skill in and of itself, considering what we've had to deal with uh, from a health perspective. He played in all 17 games. But OK, we weren't even talking about Cesar Ruiz. Steve's pick for the under the radar player that he thinks is definitely going to make this roster is Kentavious Street. And I think that's a good pick. Now, my pick <laughs> I think his case is even stronger now uh, due to some unfortunate news, and that's going to be Justin Evans at safety. 
you know, this is a guy who is no by no means signed with a guarantee. He's on a one year deal. He was he didn't play a snap last year. He was a former second round pick of the Bucks. He hasn't um, played but, the last two seasons, right? Give or take. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what he was doing two years ago, but I know he's been dealing with injuries and he's a guy who stood out to me. I think that he's going to be valuable depth, especially now with Smoke Monday um, hurt. You know, they might bring in more competition there. But I think that Justin is a guy who he's been moving around. The Saints love to move guys around. He can play free. He can play strong. He can play the nickel. And he's just going to be another guy in the mold of a P.J. Williams. And I don't think you can ever have too many of those guys. Yeah, Well, you can have too many of those guys. But, you know, there's some, there's enough roster spots to go that I think that he's going to be safely in there because he does what he does is so valuable. And we've seen him uh, pass breakups. Uh, one of the few guys, I don't know how many camp interceptions with the tallies at, but I do know that he's he has one. one. Yep. Right, exactly. He undercut a throw. I think it was Ian Book to Kevin White. It was a nice play. And he's he had a couple pass breakups uh, last week. I can't remember what practice it was. It might have been Friday. Your favorite um, quarterback, Ian Book? <laughs> guys, I don't want to be mean to Ian Book, so I'm just going to stop talking about him. That's kind of how I'm going to approach this, is I'm not going to talk about Ian Book anymore because I just don't have anything, any positive things to say. I like Ian Book. I think he's, uh, uh, I mean, fine. He's not, I don't think he's going to make the roster, guys. He, he just doesn't, he just doesn't do enough. Um, Definitely uh, holding the ball all too way too long. Yeah, his- every, I I made this comment today. I can't remember who I was talking to, but it's like every Ian Book rep feels like it's taking at least one second too long. He scrambles all the time in practices where he can't get hit. It's just not it's not a good look. And you know, I think he's probably going to be on the practice squad. The the thing you can say is they'll probably be able to stash him on the practice squad because I don't think he's done anything that's going to get him claimed on waivers. But you know, uh, I'm just going to stop talking about Ian Book because I feel bad talking about him this much because I just can't ever find anything, anything positive to say. So we're going to, we're going to move on from there. Uh, Austin brings up Bryce Thompson. I like Bryce Thompson too. Um, I think that he's a guy who could stick around, but there's a lot of questions there. You know, I think he does a lot of the same things as Justin and, you know, I think there's, there's going to be spots to be had at, you know, that kind of special teams uh, depth safety position. And uh, we'll just have to take it from there. But what did you think, Steve? What, have you have you had any good impressions from Bryce Thompson? Yeah, and I know he, uh, he's definitely one that was uh, putting on a lot of good, doing a lot of good things in OTAs and minicamp as well. Missed a day or two, right, because of an injury and just, just got back. So uh, it was heat. It was a heat thing. Okay, heat related for him. Yeah. And, yeah, like you mentioned, there's going to be – Another opportunity with Smoke Monday down, it's not like you, you mentioned as well, that it's not looking like we're going to see him anytime soon with that quote-unquote serious yeah. knee injury. But yeah, yeah, exact words were significant knee injury. And that's, right. it's not a, that's usually not code for coming back soon. But yeah, what you know too, uh, when we're going through these practices, Bryce Thompson's one of those that usually has been a consistent name in the notebook that you write down. Yeah. Um, although... That was true throughout minicamp. I don't think he's flashed as much in camp and training camp so far. And I think he's been replacing a lot of these reps by, by Justin. So keep that, keep that in mind. I just think that Justin Evans is a guy who he has the pedigree. He has the skill set, and I think he's going to stick around. And he went to Texas A&M. There you go. Which Aggie, Aggie love. There's been a lot of Aggie love on this coaching staff recently. So I can't hurt. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay. Well, as I mentioned before, we're, we're going to get into two, two quick things and then we'll, we'll close out. But I did mention, I wanted to get into the Jameis Winston deep ball. And I have a, uh, a clip from Deontay Harris, who Hardy, Deontay Hardy, darn it. Deontay Hardy. We're going to do fines for every time you say Hardy this. uh, He catches the easiest looking touchdowns that you'll ever see. You know, he'll just be 70 yards down the field and he never has anyone within eight yards of him. And when it's coming from Jameis, it just always looks like it just, he's, he's never, he's just running the exact same speed the entire way. And he just puts his hands up in front of him and the ball's in it. And then he keeps going. Like that's the thing of beauty for sure. When he just dropped right in there. It is. And it's, it's a, he can run that route as well as anybody, but he's not a guy who can come back and win a jump. You know, he's not a guy who's going to out jump, but he's five, six. So you have to be able to, to lay the ball out in front of him and let him run under it. And something that Jameis does as well as anybody. We asked, we asked Deontay about that. Oh yeah. No, nah, we got in the huddle and Jameis knew he wanted to throw it. So he told me exactly what to do. And just went out there and did it. I think I owed him one too. Cause I dropped that one the other day. So I definitely owed him one. How good is Jameis at throwing a deep? Like from guys you played with, how good is he with the No, nah, I never lose stride with Jameis. So, I mean. I, I, I got uh, faith in his arm. I trust his arm, and he always accurate when it's downfield. So, good deep ball. I love when he said, too, I owed him one. Yeah, it, it's funny because it wasn't actually Jameis that threw that other one. It was Andy Dalton. Uh, it was, I think it was on the first or second day of practice. But, yeah, it was wide open. Uh, Andy laid it in there. He had the ball, and then Elante Taylor knocked it away, and he kind of chucked it downfield. But, yeah, so, and this, so this was the play that happened yesterday. It was around 50, 60 yards. It was actually against Justin Evans, my guy. Yeah, coming out of the slot, Justin was in the nickel. And, I mean, before you could even blink, Deontay was just to the post. And Amos, you know, say what you want about his, his, his short yardage accuracy, you know, and some of the decisions he might make. Outside of maybe a Pat Mahomes, maybe Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the NFL that throws a better deep ball, a prettier deep ball, a more accurate deep ball than Jameis. And you really see it on those Deontay Harris touchdowns. And you remember, he's – done it in games he had a 50 something yarder against the Packers in week one last year he had a 70 yarder against the 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 Washington football team now the Washington commanders you know and so that that, those are game-changing type plays um if you remember the one against Washington he threw kind of a a bad interception in that game and then the next drive came back all of a sudden over the top Deontay touchdown that was uh that was an ugly start to a game that you know now you look back and you're like wow the Saints kind of dominated that game he also had a Hail Mary in that game to uh, Marquez Callaway. He just, he's just, it's one of his best skills. Um, and I hope the Saints take full advantage of it. Yeah. And with Hardy, he's one guy that I would worry about his touches on the offense this year, just because of the increase in talent on the wide receiving core. You know, we talked about, uh, I mentioned, I was, I'm thinking Troutman's going to have a breakout year and not worried about uh, if his touches are going to be there kind of thing. But for me, there's just so many so many guys at the wide receiver position. I think Hardy's really going to make his mark and where he was in all pro as a rookie in the return game. And he even mentioned that I, I got to score more. 
I got to score more this season because he didn't have a return at all a year ago. And he's just one of those guys, though, that anytime he does feel the ball, you 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 feel like the stadium kind of takes that that hold hold your breath kind of approach, and you're just waiting to see what he can do because he's got that ability to be gone. Yeah, I think the the Seahawks game comes to mind yes. in his uh, rookie season. But he's also in a contract year, and that year. So when you when he says, "I want, I need to score more," you know, I think that's a big part of it because you need the bucks he, more too, right? <laughs> he needs to prove that he is more than just a returner, and I think he is. I think he is limited in what he can do over the middle of the field, as you will always be as a five six guy in the NFL. But yeah, I think he is more than just a kick returner. Um, the question is whether the Saints are willing to pay him like he's more than just a kick returner. And I would wager they they would rather not. I think that's why you have a, a Rashid Shahid on the roster. But um, we haven't seen him yet. So I was going to say, it's to tough go. when you haven't even seen him do anything yet. One last thing before we go, we have Derek L. And how is the RB3 competition going? And this is a good question. This is a good question. Yeah. So I right now at this point would put, so you have Tony Jones, Devine Zigbo, Malcolm Brown, and Abram Smith. I would, you know, he's had some rough moments. He's come, he's had a couple kind of bounce back days, but I would still put Tony Jones at fourth. If I'm ranking these, I would put Malcolm Brown ahead of him. And then I'm going to put Abram Smith and divine Zigbo kind of, kind of head to head and head, because I just think that the receiving acumen of divine is, is attractive. He's only 25. He's the biggest running back they have. Um, and, I think he makes a lot of sense, but I also think the upside of Abram Smith makes it really tough to cut him. So that's going to be a fascinating thing to watch in the preseason games, you know, because of all the positions where you can really kind of win a job, right? You know, if you're covering a lot of it's going to come down to whether you're targeted, whether, whether, whether the ball comes your way, you know, when you're a running back, you're going to get the ball and you're going to get a chance to show what you can do. And um, I think I think that's where we're going to learn a lot about this competition. Yeah, I don't think I've really seen that much separation for that RB3 spot yet. Obviously, when you see Alvin Kamara out there, it is amazing. He looks like the Alvin Kamara you would expect. Uh, not worried about anything with his court case, a looming suspension. Uh, the skill is uh, clear. He looks healthy. Marking him behind him, too, is even, I felt, looked a little rejuvenated this season. It is really... Uh, on right now, but that third spot I I have between all the guys and even uh, throwing a Dwayne Washington just haven't seen that much separation for that third spot yet. Because every every offseason he kind of he kind of fools me into thinking, well maybe he's just gonna be a guy that's that's productive, but then they don't use him in the run game. So I I kind of like I do think he's on the roster, but I still don't I don't look at him as the RB three. You know, right, I, I understand him as a running that, back, right. kind of the same way. JT Gray is a safety, um, but not really. Like he's not. He, he, you're not expecting him to go out there and play safety reps, right? You can use him in a pinch kind of thing, but he's, you're not wheeling him out there on a daily basis. Yeah. So I, I still, I, I kind of keep him independent the same way I keep Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram independent. Obviously, they're at the top of the list. We're not talking about that. Yeah, and I, I guess if out of all of them right now, the Tony Jones Jr. has uh, a, a, maybe a little bit of an edge, but that receiving his receiving ability has to improve. And I just don't know if that's something you can fix with reps uh, over time. You know what I mean? I'm, you can, you can become a better receiver, but I, I just feel like those tendencies 
uh, always you send, you always tend to revert back to your, your original tendencies there. And I think what's working against Tony is we already know too much about Tony. You know, like it, it's the, the one of the reasons Abram Smith has a lot of upside is because he has upside and you know that it exists. You don't know what it can be, but you know it's there and you haven't gotten a chance to see it in action. We have seen Tony in action. And he, he for all intents and purposes, did not, you know, perform at the level you would have hoped. So that's working against him, right? The familiarity. It's like when you, you have a draft pick. Your, your draft pick is worth a lot more when it's a first round pick than it is when you're, you know, when it's Trevor Penning, right? Like if I'm trying to trade a pick, you, you, you trade it based on the mystery of what it might be. And it has more value. Once it's a person, once you know what it is, then it, then it's tough. Okay. One, one last thing from Austin, Dwayne Washington has rushed for hundred plus yards in an NFL game. He has, this is true. Don't say it. Don't say it was meaningless. It was a meaningless game. No. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater started the saints lost like 34 to 12. So yeah. Uh, Ty Montgomery also had a hundred yard rushing game against the Panthers. He's not on the roster anymore either, but that's it. That's it. He, it's true. You know, we're going to go to where he's going to go to his grave knowing that he wants rushed for hundred yards in an NFL game. How many people in the world can say that? I like Dwayne Washington. I just don't think that he's going to be in the run game. <laughs> but that's it. That's all we're going to have today. This, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You've been listening to Inside Black and Gold. Make sure to mash that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Tell my dog to stop barking downstairs. And we'll be back next week. Thanks to everyone who watched on YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll be trying to do this again. It's been a lot of fun. Talk to you soon, Saints fans. Saints fans.